As a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you need to use LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash hard work. That's linkedin.com slash hard work to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside. Oh, Jesus, I put some emphasis on that. <laughs> oh, what a great start. What a great start. Oh, this is going to be fun. Uh, you know, yada yada, generally spectrum, yada yada. Um, welcome to the best weekly podcast on stardom. Um, I'm with Dylan. Hi, Dylan. Dylan, I have one request. Please don't bring up sneakers. Uh, apparently, that kicks off oh, World no. War Three. And uh, I will I will definitely die in the inevitable race war about sneakers. So no, don't. I'm 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 not a big sneaker guy. In fact, the shoes that I currently own um I are hand me downs from my friend's dad. Um, I'm poor. I don't know if you guys know that, but it's it's just like they're they're like really old Reeboks, and that's what I wear. They like have holes in the soles and shit. So um, I'm not a big sneaker guy. Uh, I own like one pair of Jordans. It's not that big of a deal. Now, what I was gonna bring up was that um my apartment caught on fire the other day. So that's oh that was something. I had to I, I went down to the convenience store that I work at and I just sat there um for like an hour and a half and waited for me to allow or them to allow me back in the building. It was it was terrible. It was actually really, really bad. It still smells a bit. Um so this week has been a week. Um and yeah, that's 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 the discourse for me. Well, um, I hope <laughs> nothing was destroyed in the fire. Oh, a, lot, a lot was destroyed. A lot was destroyed. Um, I'm not even oh, going to bring up some oh. of the actual sad parts about it. Um, I'm just going to meme about it because, you know, oh dear. Gets you through the, okay. it gets you through the, you know, trauma. Indeed, I didn't okay. have any trauma. I didn't experience any trauma. It was down the hall. I'm good. I'm fine. We're good. But, uh, you know, they weren't so good. Okay. Um... I've no idea what <laughs> I didn't know about this, so this is this is just like immediately um a shock to the system. Um Bay Bay, boom, undisputed era. What are we doing, bro? Oh, I have no idea. It 
it's it's one of those times when like stardom just like didn't do much, so it's like all right, it's like do whatever back, I guess. Though. I have enough to talk about in that one match. That's fair. should like. Oh yeah, so like Konami um is back on <laughs> the thirtieth. Um, that's her return to stardom from the uh, the issue that kept her out of the uh grand final Osaka show. Um, that's like the next stardom show. It's just she only really missed three. Um, so you know, pretty good that it wasn't too bad. She's been added to one of the matches for Kawasaki. It was originally Micah versus Sai Kamatani versus Mina, but now that's a four-way with with Konami involved. So she's she isn't doing anything huge there, but she she does have a spot on that on that card. Um, yeah, it's just it's cool to see her back so soon. Yeah, um, it kind of makes you think that's like, kind of like her her tag league was kind of ruined, even though she only missed one show of tag league, which is kind of crazy. Um, then again, if you think about it, the tag league teams, which we'll get into a little bit later, um, I think Hanan would have been left out again if Konami was still around. So uh, I'm not saying that it was it was good that Konami was out. Obviously, um, I'm happy to see her back, but uh. We wouldn't get oil and water, so I'm kind of happy that she missed that one, that one day uh, of tag league. It's kind of mean. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Please yeah, don't get mad at me. The... <laughs> okay. Um, I just want Hanan to succeed, please. Yeah, no, that's 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 fair. Um, I suppose the 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 stardom is back to their old upload schedule. Um, because there's no in between. Either you get an entire show in five hours, or you get two matches a day, and you will like it. So we're back. Two to matches a day at most. Day. Yes, <laughs> at most. They only did one yesterday, I think. So yeah. yeah. Um. So the only show that's up is like the October sixteenth one. Um. This is in Takasaki. Um. It did. This is in the new the new Sunpia Takasaki uh, is the name of the venue. Uh, they did two hundred and seventy three fans, which is. It's, a, it's an okay number, I guess. It's uh, better than some promotions are doing, anyway. Um, yeah. And in the opener, uh, Fukigen Death and Rwaka of Oedo Tai beat Lady C and Azumi. Um, Fukigen rolled up the What? Azum C. Azum C, they, oh, yeah. They tweeted that, yeah. <laughs> they, are com- they are completely mismatched. Like, they walk... Like, yeah. They just walked out, like, completely offbeat of each other, and then they got in the ring and was like, oh, I guess we'll we'll do the see okay we're doing we're doing that now um amazing yeah it was a fine match um azumi did the did the big fucking foot stomp off of lady c's shoulders i i love that shit um but then lacy got rolled up yeah yeah no uh which i knew would happen i mean lady c is still like one of the the bottom members of the roster really uh even though she did get her first win she she barely beats anybody so but consi- considering that she's like, oh, I want to win another match before I challenge, you'd think that they would give her like a tag match that she doesn't get a, get a pin win. But you know, I guess not. <laughs> I guess they're just keeping her keeping yeah. her at that level. Um. Oh, and during this match, uh, referee Barb uh, aided Azumi in the death spot, and it was very funny because um, they they started like tug of warring with Barb, and then Barb just threw Azumi into death, and Azumi did the dropkick, and then she high five Barb. It was really funny. It was a good time. Um, yeah. I love referee shenanigans. It's uh. Oh, Barb, did you see Barb's that discourse? Did you see that? Oh discourse? my god, I don't, dude, I did. 
I did. That oh. was so funny. No, because you know what's funny, right? Is that the guy, the podcast that tweeted that used to host like wrestling parties in Ireland. Like, though, I would go to them like all the time because you just like you'd pay like a fiver to watch a WWE pay per view in a bar. So I mean, you'd have yeah. food and drink and all that. Um, so they used to host those. So I know them. They're the most annoying prick ever. <laughs> so when that was tweeted out, I was like, I know, I know this is going to end badly. And he's not going to back down. And he didn't back down. And he became the main character of Twitter for oh, a yeah. day. So somebody mean, like, from Ireland who ran wrestling parties was the main character of Twitter. It's for always a day. an Irish person. It's always an Irish person. Like you're, you're uh, the Irish people. I'm sorry that we're getting off topic, guys, but this, this needs to be said. Irish people, and I could say this because I'm, I'm partially Irish. Irish people are either the best people like you or the worst people like a lot of other Irish people. Like, it's, it's never in, any in between. Like it's, it's very, very stark. That's like, oh yeah, they're they're really cool, or they are just the worst, and especially in the wrestling community. Um, considering that, you know, I'm not gonna get into that part of Irish. Um, but yeah, coming after the most popular referee in in re- wrestling, outside of like Aubrey, maybe not a good idea. Um, and also don't go after referee Barb or referee um, Daichi because they're pretty cool. Or like Tommy, because uh, we will. Yeah, or Tommy, of course, of course, Tommy. of course, of course. Like referee Tommy is sacred. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, back on course. Um, basically, Fukuyun uh, rolled up Lady C because Lady C had her own roll-up and then Rocket just boot her in the face and mm-hmm. turned that into a, a, a roll-up. So technically, they won because of Rocket's big boot. But um, And they called it, it that. Fukuyun. That was the yes, they did. That was the win. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, was, was it really? <laughs> I don't think that's... Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the next match was um, Utami Hashishta beating Rina in just over six minutes. Um, I thought this was kind of alright. Like, I thought Utami gave Rina a lot of room to, to showcase herself. Like, I thought it was a good match. Um, I know you showed me the, the video that Stardom put up of, uh, like, the first thing they did was Rina just reefing the head off of Utami and pulling her yeah. down to the hair. And I was like, oh my god. Oh man, I, I actually really did enjoy this match. Um... It's interesting, because Utami, with her new music, which the music sounds great in this arena, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned that, that it sounded better. Um, and I think I kind of felt the same way about Hazuki's music, even though I still don't think it necessarily fits. I thought that it sounded better um, in a smaller arena, just to like kind of hear the elements of it. I thought it sounded like a better song, but we'll get to that later. Um, Utami's, like, her aura is very uh, dominant now. And I'm kind of like, and we talked about this and, you know, me and Scott talked about this and me and you have obviously talked about it as well. That's like her being the dominant force is kind of cheeks. Like, I'm not a big fan of it. Like, because I thought about it, like her best matches have always been when she got her ass beat. Um, And this is this isn't even really relevant to this match specifically. But like, I think about it. One of the best matches from a couple of years ago was uh, Utami versus Arisa Oshiki, where Utami got bloodied and fucked up the entire match and obviously arisa is a whole nother level of talent but utami looked incredible in that match because she's really good at getting her ass beat um so going forward with this like feel that she is going to be the one uh beating other people up is kind of an interesting and kind of a worrying thing now that i think about it this match was way more 50 50 than i expected so i appreciated it i thought it was pretty solid um and utami won with the red mephisto which is the you know area crash um i call it the red mephisto because shout out taichi 
And yeah, I, I thought it was kind of shockingly good. Um, not that I thought it was going to be bad, but I thought it was better than I was probably expecting. Yeah, no, I mean, this arena kicks ass. What can I say? Yeah, 100%. Indeed. Um, on to the next match then. Uh, Starlight Kid and Saki Kashima beat Hanan and Mayu Iwatani. Uh, Kid pinned Hanan after a moonsault in just over 11 minutes. Um, I thought the heat segment here was really long on Hanan. Yeah. And it went from being interesting to dragging. And then when Mayu got in, it obviously kicked back up into gear because, I mean, Mayu is fantastic. Um, but yeah, just the, the heat segment was too long and it kind of dragged down the match a lot. Yeah, um, my biggest takeaway from this match actually was Mayu threw her wristband and the dude in the crowd caught it with one hand and it was absolutely legendary. It was like yeah. incredible. It was like it was like so insane. Like, like it, it literally just stuck his hand out. Like not, it wasn't even high. It was like low, and like I don't know. It was it was very precise. It was very cool looking. Um, that one handed catch, respect to that dude. Um, and yeah, it was fine. My own kid had some fun exchanges in the middle. Mm -hmm. Um, but there wasn't a lot to take away from this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, the next match then was uh, Sai Kamatani and Mom Watanabe of Queen's Quest uh, wrestling to a fifteen minute draw with uh, Koguma and Hazuki. Um, I know a lot of the attention is obviously going to be on Momo and Koguma there, but I actually enjoyed, um, or not Momo and Koguma, Momo and Hazuki, um, but I enjoyed what uh, Koguma and Sai Kamatani did a lot. I thought they did some really fun bits in this one. Yeah, 100%. Um, this is the first time that Hazuki and Koguma, who um, are now being dubbed as FWC, or Fuku Double Crazy, or Fukuoka mm -hmm. Double Crazy, um, whatever you'd like to call them. It's the first time they're tagging up since the fourth anniversary of stardom um, in 2015. Wow. And they actually wrestled Risa Sara and Takumi Aroha, um, which is kind oh. of insane, considering they're both very prominent figures in the outside of stardom Joshi world um, still to this day. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I like this match. Um, I actually really liked it. I thought <laughs> the, the pre-match is also were very fitting, because mm -hmm. Azuki brought back her old style of having like four word promos. Um, and I kind of like missed that, even though there's nothing to really take from it. It's just sort of like a, a thing. Um, and then <laughs> Queen's Quest, um, Sayakamitani, quote unquote, the leaker, um, says that she's going to end Koguma's whole career if she starts acting up. Um, she's going she's gonna to spill some shit. And I'm like, what do you have to spill on the bear? Um, what does she do? Like, I don't I don't know what you could leak, but whatever. Um, Saya also says that she will never do a bear pose. And less than three minutes into the match, she does the bear pose. It was very yes, funny. And she was I actually really she, loved it. She was shook. It was, yes, it she, was she started screaming. She, like, freaked the fuck out. It was great. Um, Saya is really great at just being that overseller of everything. And I love it. I love it to death. Um, so, yeah, uh, like you said, the... The Momo versus Hazuki parts were definitely what people were looking for. Um, how did you feel about it? Cause, like, it sort of started right out the gate. Like, there wasn't any, like, airing out of the tension. They didn't, like, get in and, like, stare off or anything. Momo just walked up to her and started beating her up. Like, so how did you feel about, like, first time they're meeting in fucking years? You know, two very uh, important people in each other's careers. How did you feel about the first meeting of the True Heart and the Wild Heart in over 18 months? You know, it was good, don't get me wrong, but I think it was it, it really told me that Hazuki isn't fully back to the form that she was on before her retirement, because it felt like her side of things was just lacking that bit extra. 
Um, and I thought Momo outclassed her a lot in a lot of their exchanges. Um, and Hazuki was, you know, doing good stuff, but I think her bar is so high that I was expecting a bit more. Um, and I was kind of let down by some of some of stuff. But I think that's just her getting readjusted, you know. She still has to find that level um, that she was on before the retirement. And I'm sure she'll get there. Um, but I didn't think she was there yet in this match. Yeah, I get that. I, I really enjoyed the match, but I felt like it was not so much a Hazuki match. Um, and I don't think it needed to be either. Because, um, in fact, Momo looked insane throughout this entire match. She just demolished mm-hmm. Hazuki and Koguma. Um, they were very much on the on the defense, Hazuki and Koguma, for most of the match. Um, until they sort of made that comeback and they started doing their te- double team stuff. Which I actually really enjoyed. I thought that was one of the brightest spots of the match was um, FWC really... Uh, making a conscious effort to like do some tag combos and stuff. And I always thought Hazuki was really good in the tag team spot, whether it was with Kagetsu or with Natsuko or with, you know, Queen's Quest, um, even Jungle Kiona for that like match or two. She always did very well um, in the like tag team combos and tag team work uh, area. So I appreciated that they're going for more tag stuff together. Um, also, at one point, Saya wasn't in position for Hazuki's big boot, and Hazuki just fucking throated her on the middle rope. Like, she kicked her the back of her head into the rope, and, like, she fucking, like, choked her. It was fucking insane, bro. It was absolutely... Like, it just looked gross, and I loved it. Um, I, I really was a big fan of that spot. Because, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta get in you gotta get in position, Saya, uh, or else you're gonna get murdered. Because um, <laughs> that's just how it works. Um and yeah, I, I actually really like this match, um, especially the later half. Like I said, FWC, I'm really excited to see their tag league stuff because it. From this match alone, I felt like they definitely have a lot to work on, but they have a lot of stuff to improve on more than anything. Yeah, I mean the the only way is up, I suppose. Yeah. Um, just as they gel more and Hazuki kind of gets back into the swing of things a lot more. Um, but this is definitely a very promising start. I mean, this is their first time teaming together, and they hung with, you know, Momo and Saya, who don't often team together, but are still two exceptional tag team wrestlers. So, I mean, if you're not outclassed by them, then you are a very good tag team. So, yeah, by the end of tag league, I imagine Hazuki and Kogamba will be unstoppable. Yeah. Also, Hazuki was getting her ass beat. I don't think I necessarily uh, touched on that enough. Hazuki got fucking murdered in this shit. Oh, like, yeah. That was... last move, the very last yeah. move, was the... Uh, the Beach Sunrise. Sunrise, and she just took that on the neck. She was dumped on her head, and I was like, "Man, imagine like going back to wrestling and like in your second match, you're just dumped on your head like that." I think I would retire again. I think I think that's part of it is that like she's this is her welcome back um to the roster because I mean we saw it with her match against against Koguma. It's like she got her ass beaten that one too. Maybe not to the degree that Momo did it here, but like you know, Azuki's. Izuki's getting welcomed back by getting absolutely decimated every single match um, to prove that she could still hang. Um, and I appreciate that. I think that her versus Utami is looking up because I think Hazuki is proving that she's still incredible at the selling, at the, you know, getting her ass beat aspect of it. And if they want to build, you know, Utami up like that, that's definitely a, a good wrestler to put in there with her. Um, in fact, you kind of noticed in the back of, like, in the background of the match, Azumi was seconding, and Utami was just sort of like staring at Hazuki the entire time, and it was kind of 
kind of creepy. Um, like Utami was just like fucking dead face, just staring at Hazuki. It was actually really cool. I'm not gonna lie. Um, so I'm excited for that match. Um, and I think Hazuki, like you said, gonna keep improving with the FWC until the end of the tag league. I'm excited. Indeed. Um, and now on to the main event, uh, which I would I I really want to talk about. Uh, yeah, it was the Donald yeah, it was the Donna Del Mondo team of Natsupoi, Himeka, Micah, and Siri. Uh, they beat the Cosmic Angels team of Waka, Tsukiyama, uh, Mina Shirakawa, Unagi Sayaka, and Tam Nakano. Um, right from the beginning, <laughs> the Cosmic Angels were like, yeah, we have four now. Like, look, look at this. Waka is here. We have four members. Like, this is crazy. Um, but you could tell that they just didn't know what to do with Waka because the main three have gelled so much and have like such great chemistry that they're like perfect fit for each other and waka is just there so yeah. like even in the pre-match promos they were like waka are you okay and she was just like i'm okay and they were like she's okay <laughs> and that was it that was it, it like, was a very what? it was a very Shayna baszler moment because uh like tam started speaking like and i'm not saying this unagi said this to tam started speaking broken english for no reason. Uh, Waka speaks perfect Japanese. She is, in fact, Japanese. Um, and like, like Tam says, and Waka. And, or no, she says in Waka. And then Mina's like, do you mean and? You mean and Waka? And she's like, and, yeah, and Waka. And then Unaga's like, why are you, why are you trying to speak English, bro? And then Tam's like, whatever, are you, are you, you, you ready for this, Waka? And Waka says, I'm okay. And then Tam just stares at her. Unagi stares at her. And Mina's like, Okay, she's okay. Yeah, yeah, she's okay. Yeah, okay. It was like it was such a Shayna Baszler moment where she was like, she's like, I'm gonna beat them up and it's gonna be really cool. And then Mayu and Jungle just went, okay, yeah, let's woo, because they have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, Waka is just Waka being out of place is the best thing about Kozen. Yes, I'm not gonna it's lie. So fun. Like it's, that dance too, which I'm sure you're about to get into, dude. That was like the, I don't. I'm not a big fan of their dance. I think it's kind of mid. But the best part of it, I hope Waka never learns it, because that would like I I need that every show. <laughs> yeah, because um, so basically, you know, the the entrance is like far away from the part where they come to the ring, so like Mina and Unagi like bolt out and are in position ready to dance. And then Tam kind of comes along, and then Unagi, or not Unagi, Waka, walks along as the other angels have started the dance. And she's just like, well, I can't dance now, can I? So she just starts bowing, and then starts <laughs> to just like, go, okay, well, I might as well dance, and like starts to copy what the other angels are doing, but a second too late. Yeah. <laughs> and the entire time, you're just like, what is, what is happening? She looks so lost the entire time. And then when even they get in the match, ring, she looks fucking it's even lost. better. Yeah, because she wanted to start the match. She was like, I'm going to start. It'll be great. And then Mina was like, nope. <laughs> and for whatever reason, Mina was getting ready to, to do the grappling. And oh, my Am, God. Am, like, slapped <laughs> Mina. Unagi also slapped Mina. And so Waka, so, like, confusedly just, like, pats Mina on the butt with two hands just to yeah. like fit in, I guess. And I was just like, what's happening? <laughs> like, what? It was, it was what the most awkward, doing? it was the most awkward game of slap bass I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. he, <laughs> he looked afraid. Where, to yeah, he was just like, like, oh, Unagi, Unagi just like went full blast and, and Waka's like, oh, do we, do we do that here? Like, I, okay. And she's like, sort of puts her hands on Mina's butt. 
it's just like okay that was weird i'm, I'm gonna leave now i'm gonna go i'm gonna go i'm done now um yeah it was actually really funny um and as the match started i've learned that the grab your pose uh like spot has become a genuine high spot for me in Kozen matches. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually am starting, like, it's one of my favorite parts of any given uh, Cosmic Angels match. It's really fun. I really enjoy it. Especially your Nats boy, play it perfectly. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that, I like that. I know, it was, it was just perfect. Um, during the, start like, the, the match. match. Yeah, and then the match happened. Um, yeah. It was basically just Waka getting beat up. Because, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, like, the Cosmic Angels were doing really well. And then Waka was like, okay, tag me in. And Tam was like, she, she wants in. Do, do, we, do we tag her in? And they did tag her in. And then she got her ass beat for like 10 minutes by DDM. Yeah. And at one point, I think she challenged Siri. She was like, mm -hmm. all right, give me Siri. I want Siri. Come here, Siri. And that's what just smacked her on the head. And was like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, Bro, great. shut the fuck up. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> Because uh, she was oh, so animated too. She was like yelling. She really wanted to, to wrestle Siri, and Poi was just like, "Oh yeah." She didn't it. even mention that part. Uh, I don't know if they were making fun of Waka or making fun of Shuri. Because uh, Waka, I don't know if Waka was making fun of Shuri or if Waka was just being weird, and then Kozen started making fun. Of what happened was so I don't know if you guys know this, but especially on the indies and even now, Shuri screams when uh they, she gets checked by the ref. Like she she screams. Uh, I forget what. The actual words are um but you know how you say like thank you for checking like i'm i'm clean or whatever whatever so she usually yells and that's like a shuri thing and so waka does it and then unagi does it louder and then tam does it as loud as she can and shuri just looks at them like you're stealing my bit guys what the fuck <laughs> like she's like she's like that's my thing why the fuck are you guys yelling and then she shuri yells when she does it it, it was just a funny little thing um yeah the match itself happened um mina you know what i i do i love mina right now she's her match like her in-ring stuff really great i've been really enjoying it um at one point she hit a really cool uh like tilt a world uh russian leg sweep that looked so fucking clean it like brought my attention back into the match because down the stretch the match sort of got boring for me and i didn't really pay a lot of attention for it to it but man mina hitting that fucking leg sweep was crazy then shuri and tam got in did some fun stuff um and yeah i actually pretty much i enjoyed the last few minutes of it but the meat of the match was pretty meh i would say yeah no she just kind of got beat up and then you know the once she made the hot tag things kind of kicked into gear but again it was one of those where just like the heat segment went on just a little bit too long it just started to drag everything yeah. down um and yeah i mean at the end, it, I was just like, how long have they been beating up Nat or Waka? Because it felt like she briefly got out of the ring and then got back in only to get beat up more. And I was like, all right, that's, that's cool, I guess. Um, but, you know, I'm sure it's it's good to get her time in the ring because she didn't look great, I think, in this match. And it's probably her first time doing like a big eight-woman tag match, um, especially at this level, like in the main event spot. So... She kind of reminded me of Rocka earlier this year when she was like elevated into the way to tie main event six woman tags and looked a bit out of place. But yeah. I mean, obviously, the more reps you get, the better you're going to get. And I think Waka will probably get there eventually just because, you know, when she came to stardom, she was only doing the singles matches because they had the, the limited rosters for, for the, the COVID reasons. So, you know, she, I'm sure she'll, she'll get up to grips with it. But uh, you definitely tell she wasn't good at it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, 
the the finish was good. Um, basically, what happened was they started beating up Waka again. Who would have thought? Uh, Micah and Jumbo get her up in a double pre- a double military press, um, where they like hold her up as high as they can, and then uh, Shuri just hits a big ass mid kick off the volley. It was great. Um, she just obliterated her. Um, and then Natsupo hit the fatal gift for the win. Um, and then after the match, uh, more hijinks ensued as Ponytail Bushido, which is uh, Shuri and Micah, um, they taunt the cutie pair, and they say, oh, y- y'all okay? Y'all good? Y'all good? Daijubu, 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 and they just, like, are fucking torturing them. And then Tam takes the, ma- the mic, says, we're okay. And the crowd just doesn't react. And she's like, right? Right? Guys, we're okay. And then they start clapping a little bit, and then Mina takes the microphone and just starts talking random shit. And I honestly, like, I was reading the subtitles, and I had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. I'm gonna be honest. Just like, am I am I stupid or like, because she was like, oh, you could have a million different tag partners, and you would win with all of them. And I'm going to, we're going to win. We will never lose a tag match with any ten. I'm just like, what are you, what are you saying? I don't understand you. <laughs> um, and then they basically. Uh, you know, hype up to the point that they're like, oh, we're going to cut off your bony tails and leave you bald like Julia. And it's like, ooh. And then they, like, pull each other's hair. And uh, Micah, Micah grabs Mina's uh, Mina's hair, and she accidentally just grabs, like, her twin tail, one of them, and, like, grabs it too hard, and just Mina just falls over. <laughs> and, and Micah just starts laughing her ass off. Like, Mina doesn't fall on fall over, but she like trips over and she stumbles. And Mina and Micah had to like stop her from falling. It was actually really funny. She starts corpsing. It was a really great time. Um, I really enjoyed the the post match. Um, and then Kozen leaves. Uh, Natsupoi closes the show, and Ponytail Bushida does their cool like Han Solo gimmick, like you know, like the pose. I don't know what that's. I think it. I don't know. Uh, DDM's kind of cool, I guess. Yes, DDM. DDM is chill. Um, yeah, that was that was the shenanigans. Um, the Cosmic Angels, comedy geniuses. What more can I say? The shit ain't funny anymore, in the words of Tai Chi. Indeed. Um, but yeah, that's that show. Um, the next show is was on uh, October 17th. Uh, this is the first day of the, the Goddess of Stardom Tag League. Uh, this is in Cork. Do you want to go, go through the Tag League before we do this show or should we do it after hmm you ready do we want to break the rhythm and do the, the preview bit before you know like that that would break the rhythm i think do we have any rhythm today no generally yes well today is the only day that matters that's very wise actually i can't believe i just said that that's crazy yeah, that was that was that was very deep. What the fuck was that? Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, yeah, I suppose we can we can run run through them. Uh, let me find the teams. That would be very good, wouldn't it? Yeah, you should have all the names too. Yeah, that's what I'm trying because I know Stardom posted them, but I don't think Stardom posted the names. They posted names. No, it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Because um, I know every team has a name. Let's go. Super Luchas come through. Ah, yeah. Super Luchas did come through. Uh, good on you. Yep. Cool. Thank you, Dark Angel. Uh, I think it's probably a different Dark Angel than the uh, the one who held the high-speed I championship, would assume so, but I yeah. don't know. You never know. 
Um, I'm pretty sure that one is like in jail or was in jail though, so I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, oh, that's not funny. Oh, because it is. Cause she just got like, got released from WWE, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, yeah, like Sarita, Dark Angel, she's she's gonna come back. Taylor Wilde is back too. They might like be an impact together." And then I was like, "Oh yes, now she's like in jail." And I was like, "Oh, cool, <laughs> I guess." Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm mixing her up with somebody. But um, all right. So if you are, then you just got a slander case on you. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's fine. I didn't, I didn't like say anything definitive. Um. Yeah, the, the goddess of stardom tag league participants, uh, the red goddesses block is Utami Hashishta and Sayakamitani, obviously Aphrodite, um, Himepoi21, Himeka and Natsupoi, which is a shit name, uh, Hazuki and Koguma, as you said, is FWC, um, Unagisaka and Mai Sakurai, whose team name is Your Unagi, Your Pan. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> No, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I her this is very specific cuz Unagi was tweeting about it and like it's not your it's not your Unagi and your like no, like she it's like it's like Unagi and the other one or something like that. Like that's literally what Unagi forced it to be named. Um I'm probably not going to be able to find it, but it it was something like that. Like it it was very specifically uh to just belittle my sakurai which kind of makes me like it it puts me in a rock and hard place because like if unagi is belittling my sakurai i feel like i should be a my sakurai fan but i also am not that big of a fan of my sakurai so i'm trying to figure out what to do here um because it is pretty funny uh, that i'm unagi and you're nothing is pretty you know (laughs) like Oh, Unagi man. has uh, Unagi has an ego on her for somebody who like got beat by a child at the last pay per view, you know. So yeah. needs to like put that shit in check. Yeah, Just, she's you know, she's not. Um, she's anyway, she's so getting way too big for her boots, is, if you will. So the team is not your Unagi and your Pan. Uh, it is Unagi and the other one. So that is cool. Um, also in the Red Goddesses block is Saki Kashima and Fuki Gendeth, who I believe are called I Love Tokyo Sports. Or we love Tokyo Sport. Uh, I didn't know that one. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, that's funny. Yeah, and then there's uh, Hanan and Rina, who are water and oil, because that's you know, a great name. Factors. Yeah. Uh, the blue goddesses block is uh, Momoaz, which is obviously Momo and Azumi, uh, Ponytail and Bushido, which is Siri and Mika. Uh, Ponytail Dream Bushido H- sounds way better. I'm not calling it Booty does. Ponytail and Bushido. It's Ponytail Bushido. Fair. Um, Dream H of Tam and Mina, obviously. Uh, Mayu Watani and Rin Katakura. I believe their name is like Blue and Marine or something like that. Um, I don't. I don't really. Something know. of that sort. Yes. Um, Starlight Kid and Rocka are Coco Kaido, which I believe is a bad translation. I think it's actually something like about a monster or monsters. Um, but that's just like a, a bad. They're translation. also. Uh... They're basically sort of making the deal that they're both singles champions. And the oh, last time that happened in fucking Oedo Tai was Suzuki and Kigetsu. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, right. Or they're making a big deal, at least. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and then the last team in that block is Lady C and Waka Sukiyama, uh, who are Sea Moon. Um, I don't know why. Um, on the note of Tag League, uh, Julia, in an interview, did say that her and Siri 
will not relinquish the belts unless Siri and Micah win the tag league, I think. And then basically what it is is Micah take it. If Shuri gets to the final, she will defend the belt with Micah. Like that's okay. that's what it is, I guess. So which doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm a, I'm just gonna keep it a buck with you. Like that makes zero sense that's like, oh well if I win, then I will defend the title. But if I lose a bunch, then sorry like y'all gonna have to wait like that makes no fucking sense also it makes it so that uh the tradition or not the tradition but the ongoing theme that ddm has been in every single major tournament final since their inception um it will probably continue this year uh, because i have a feeling that they're gonna do want to do something with the tag belts here um instead of wait forever you know, I wouldn't be so sure of that. If I mean, maybe Himeka and Natsupoi sneak in, but I really do think it's... Um, oh no, they, they won't. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure Hazuki and Kogamara are winning, so... Yeah, they, I, I think they might win. I'm not sure if they do get through, win. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Because, like, if... If Hazuki and Koguma win, then they have to stay affiliated until at least the new year um, to claim their title shot, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, and I'm not saying that they're going to break up anytime soon, but, like, it would sort of prevent Hazuki from doing anything except for join stars. And it would make it, it, it I don't know, I just don't, I don't know if they would want to do that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that's a long time to wait, even though by the end of the tournament, it'll only be like two months. That's still a pretty long two months. So I don't know. I guess. I just don't know who else, like, goes through to the final and wins, unless it's Koguma and Hazuki, because I don't even think the lineup indicates that Siri and Mike are going through. Like, the, the last day has um, Momoaz versus Mayu and Rin in the blue block, and I feel like that's your blue block decider almost you know the match that will decide who wins um so i don't i don't i don't really i don't know momoaz versus fwc definitely does sound like a great final um it would put over momoaz too um to get them in the final two years in a row three no two years in a row yeah um i i think that would be smart but at the same time i don't know because Honestly, Mom, like I, I don't know. It feel, it's hard because of the Julia injury. Obviously, it was always going to be hard because of the Julia injury. Um, but it's also hard because like does does Shuri just hold four belts as we end the year? Um, with Julia not coming back, if she if she misses the date that she wants to come back by a week, does she just hold all of the belts? Like it, it's. I don't know. It's a weird predicament to be in. Um, cause I feel like you yeah. want to take some of the belts off of Shuri so she can focus on some of the other belts for a little bit. Um, but you can't do that until Julia's back and it's, I don't know. I feel like I'm just talking in circles right now, so I'll stop, but it's, it's definitely a weird predicament. I can see Shuri and Micah going through to the finals and then, uh, losing the title match to anybody to probably FWC. FWC takes the belts and then sometime next year, Shuri and Julia challenge them for it. And that's a big thing. I could see something like that, but I don't really see. I think 
that the title the titles will change hands at the end of the tournament. Yeah. I yeah, also I want to preface like again that I fucking hate this stipulation. It's so stupid. Like just yeah, either vacate them or don't. Decision. Like that's it. Like that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a, it's another bad decision from stardom. It's just it's very weird. Um and a bit unnecessary. Um I don't know, I just I think there's a few directions to go. I feel like H- Hazuki and Koguma winning is the best choice because Hazuki obviously came back to the company and was like, what the fuck is with all these outsiders having, you know, success? And so obviously her and Koguma winning Tag League and then taking the belts off of Siri and Julia, who are obviously two of the main outsiders, would be a great way to pay that off. Um, when is the final of the Tag League? It's, it's the 14th of November. Okay, then yeah, it's not going to be... Sherry, Micah, FWC, because they'll already be uh, Sherry and Sherry and Hazuki will have already wrestled. Oh wait, no, Hazuki's wrestling Utami. Shit, Sherry's not champion yet. <laughs> I just completely fucked myself up here. Um, yeah, I don't fucking know honestly. I have no clue. Yeah, um, I don't know because I feel like Utami and Micah won't be in consideration because they're obviously gonna have the the tag the world title match. At the um, Yo Yogi yeah. show, um, so they'll both be out of contention because you don't really want Siri or Micah getting pinned at all. So I feel like that you know them going to the final and losing would kind of hurt both of them in their their build up there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Really, maybe Mayu and Rin get through to the final and, and wrestle Suzuki and Koguma or something. Um, maybe we're all wrong on Tam and Mina going through because the Cosmic Angels win things sometimes. Yeah, I mean, the tag belts do have an affinity for the Wonder title more than anything, because I feel like the Wonder Champion has won the tag t- titles very often. Um, so I could see that, you know, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> um, no offense to Mina, of course, but yeah, that would be a decision. The cutie pair going through. I mean, really, it's just there. there's any number of decisions. I mean, this is a thrown-together tag league. I think that's indicated by the fact that there's, like, six teams per block. Um, yeah. And it's, like, eight shows long. Um, but, yeah, I don't I don't know. There's a few obvious choices, but I don't think they go for them. Um, but then, I mean, anybody could really pull it out on the day, so... Oh, yeah, also, probably means nothing, but Natsupoy uh, forced... Jumbo to sign a waiver that said she would not betray her. So, was it betray or abandon? Because I abandoned, saw people say abandon. Yeah, it was abandoned. Uh, that is a uh, mood. I I am going to get people to sign those in future. That would oh, put yeah, me my too. Like that, to bed. One hundred percent. And if if not, you can sue the shit out of them. <laughs> oh, Okay, so that's our tag week. I think I think we might have mental issues, Alex. <laughs> no. Like severe issues. Are you sure? You <laughs> maybe so? a little bit. Maybe maybe just a tad. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. We we both just contemplate the idea of making people sign <laughs> sign contracts that they won't abandon us. Oh man. 
Yeah, when you like, put I it would, like that. I would. I would. Like, that's the thing, is that it's like, I'm not yeah. even joking. I would do that if I could. Like, yeah. I mean, it would remove all doubt. It would be. It would remove a lot of issues. It would make things yeah. a lot easier. Exactly. Okay. Um, anyway, on October 17th, uh, the Tag League that we just talked about kicked off. Uh, Stardom did 665 Bro, fans for this, fuck? which is like the best. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's the best Karka number since I believe the fourth um, for a G1 show. Uh, that the six ninety two, um, so it's like one of the best numbers there uh, in a little bit. So good on Stardom, um, and I mean I can kind of understand, you know, six hundred fans for a tag league show, which is somewhat important. Um, kind of makes sense, even though the card wasn't that great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I um, think I think Stardom's really killing it with Corkin. Uh, they are. Corkin's been killing it. Yeah. It has. Um, I'm trying to figure out if we missed it or if it's coming later on. It's the um, the stuff with Momo and Kid. Oh, yeah, it's, it's coming later, later on. on. Okay. Solid. Okay. So the card, the results for the show. Um, in the opener, Natsupoi and Hameka beats uh, Waka Sukiyama. And Unagi Sayaka, this wasn't a tag league match. I think this was just an undercard match. Uh, Poi, once again, pinned Waka. Um, so two shows in a row there when Natsupoi gets the win. Uh, in the next match, uh, Mayu Iwatani beat Lady C in just over seven minutes with a Dodonpa. I don't know if I said that. Badly. I probably did. Um, Wait, what even is that? I think it's the show where she's like on their back and she like twists it into a pin and they land on their head okay very bad description of it i know extremely but, um, bad it's almost like so say if i was to like get somebody for an air raid siren and they like did the thing and like twisted it into a pin you're so terrible at this alex Jesus you know the Christ. air raid crash you know the yes air raid i know siren. the air raid crash they're in on your back but then they were to like change the momentum i guess and like flip you onto your neck and it's like a staple of mayu's offense come on oh wait no you're ta- you're talking about something you mean the crucifix yeah but i think she called it uh, i think it's called the dodon oh my god you could have just said crucifix but what or even crucifix. even like that's not even the air raid crash the air raid crash is upside down like that's you're doing you're saying Similar. things that don't mean what they mean? Like, that's the Celtic Cross gimmick. Come on, no, now. It's similar enough. Like, I don't know. You're on you their just... back. You could be on people's backs in wrestling in a million different ways, Alex. It's very not helpful. <laughs> not when you're going to turn it into a pin, unless it's like the Sikasa Yes, yes thing. when you can turn it into... At first, no. I was like, I was like, are you talking about like a fucking, like, fucking, uh, you know, I can't even fucking think of the name. Whatever. Say names aren't easy, are they? Fucking god. <laughs> the red. Like at first, I thought you were talking about like the fucking Yoshi tonic. Like that. Like that was that was how far off I thought. Like I was very confused. <laughs> oh my god. Because you just described it terribly. Or like the Kichan bomb is what it sounded like you were saying. Like or like just a. Whatever, man. It's not okay. So leave me alone. Code red. That's what I was fucking thinking of. The code red. I thought you were describing the code red. 
I would have just said a code red. I know what the code red is. But you don't know what a fucking crucifix is? I forgot the name of the crucifix. <laughs> Alright, I'm sorry. She's okay. Well, I thought right. maybe you forgot the name of the code red. I wouldn't have. I would have just said a star bomb then. We can continue. I thought you had left. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this one's a mess. God, yes it is. Um, <clears throat> right, so the next match was um, a red goddess block match. Uh, Koguma and Hazuki beat uh, Water and Oil. Uh, Hazuki pinned Rina, or uh, she did something. She submitted Rina, her. Anyway, and got, she submitted her, that she did. Um, but Hazuki picked up the win for the team, and they go on to two points. Uh, the next match was also in the Red Goddess block. Um, Sai Kamatani and... Oh no, 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 no. Never mind. Uh, Fuki no. and Death and Saki Kashima beat Sai Kamatani and Utami Hayashishta. Um, I believe Fuki got dropped with the Star Crusher and then magically rolled that up into a roll-up um, and pinned wait, Sai. Wait, wait, wait. I did, not, I did not know these results. Wait, so fucking... They won? Oh yeah, Fukian rolled up Saya after taking the Star Crusher. Man, I'm gonna be honest, I actually fucking hate that shit. Like, it really yeah. makes the moves look terrible when Fukian is just like, haha, sucker. Like, that move was like the unbeatable move of the year for the first six months of the year. And now no, it's just... Only if you're tall. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that, that's, that's the weakness there. Yeah. Oh no, it's... it's ugh. Oh no, I don't like that. <laughs> that's that's fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I do got that. Um, in the next match, though, it was a blue goddess block match. Uh, Azumi and Momo and Abe went to a twenty-minute draw with Starlight Kid and Ruaka. Um, so in typical Stardom fashion, they have not changed any of the results, even though they've clearly changed the team. Because presumably Starlight Kid and Konami were going to be the team, and they were going to go twenty minutes with Azumi and Momo, but Ruaka has just slot in. And been given the same to results be fair, because that's what they do. Again, I think putting over the future champion is a good thing. Um, so I get it. Like I don't like obviously Konami and Ruka are on a whole different levels, but I don't think protecting Ruka to the level they would protect Konami is a bad thing. Um, but yeah, this is one of those matches that's like, huh, that was there was a glaring, yeah, <laughs> yeah there was a glaring loser here that did not lose. Indeed, um, but yeah. After the match, uh, Starlight Kid further antagonized Momo and Abe and forced Momo to accept her challenge. Uh, so their match on November the 3rd is now a high-speed championship match. Um, you know, okay. <laughs> I said it after uh, the GP final. I was like, you know what? This feels like a start for, for Momo and Abe. She, she came away with her head held high. I really think this is the beginning of her arc. And Stardom said, she's losing two title matches in a row. Have at it. So... I don't know. It just it it's weird because it feels like it's beneath Momo almost. It feels like they've just like brought her down a bit, you know, to, to this mid card feud because that's all it is. It's just this mid card feud between two people who should be much further up the up the card. Um, you know, I went on Reddit this week. Um, I actually regretted it, but I went on Reddit. Um, my once a month check of the Stardom Reddit, in fact, and somebody was like. Man, this kind of sucks for Momo, doesn't it? Like, there's no real positive for Momo in this situation. Like, she wins the high-speed belt, and she vacates it? 
or she just wins it and doesn't like it and does like you know like there's no like that's the best case scenario for momo worst case scenario she loses a high speed title match just you know the millionth fucking loss that she's taken um not millionth loss you get what i mean and everybody in the comments was like well actually uh, Starlight Kid is the most protected wrestler in stardom, not named Shuri. Thank you very much. And I'm just like, I don't know about that. Like, that seems a bit, a bit much. Um, Oscar Mayer like, I don't know, I'm, on the last day of the GP. Yeah. yeah. And also, she's Starlight Kid. Like, she's still, like, banger theme song. Banger theme song. I like the fits. I think she's cool. But she ain't on that level bro she ain't that guy pal you know she just ain't that guy um so i'm not as against this as like you are but i also agree that it's really stupid um because like what are they doing here because if momo doesn't win which she probably shouldn't win because kids should realistically hold the belt if momo doesn't win then this was just meaningless and it was just like oh well just yeah, it was very thrown together, and it was very, I don't know. Like, I would love to see Momo win, and, you know, just fucking, not Naito the belt, but just completely just not care about the belt, um, and, like, defend it, and just have a belt to defend. And maybe, what I was thinking was they uh, probably unify it with, like, the SWA belt or something. Because, uh, as much as I love the high-speed belt, I think it's probably going to die sooner or later. Um, so, I mean, this could be a way to do it, but there's still, you know, there's still the Koguma match with Kid. There's still the Azumi match that they haven't done in this title reign, at least, even though they do it every other fucking month. And I, I appreciate it. I think it's a good match. But, like, they, there's still matches. I mean, Hazuki could fucking challenge for it. Like, I just don't know what they're doing here. Um, If Momo doesn't win, like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's it feels like they just rushed Momo into something that doesn't really justify it um because like kid should win like kid definitely should win like that's not out of the question here she has too much left in this reign to do for her to lose it now um but then it's like how does this benefit momo at all because you know she goes from this gp final to just losing two title matches in a row third from the bottom on a pay-per-view and it's like you really I would rather her just win matches in mid-card limbo, honestly, you know what I mean? Like, it just feels like they're just like, okay, well, what do we do with Momo now? And it's like, okay, well, she's going to lose big matches. <laughs> um, and I don't think, like, wins... I Obviously, like I've said before, I don't think wins and losses are all that matters, but it's kind of like the effort being put into these feuds is very minimal, too. Like, they're very forgettable. So it's not even like you can say she's in a spotlight feud. It's just like, yeah, I mean, they just kind of... Momo call her kid kind of said she eats a lot of food so momo got mad and challenged her for the belt and then she's gonna lose the match and it's all right, like all right cool i guess you know um yeah i don't know i don't know i think they could very well prove me wrong um if fucking momo just wins and i, I like i know that kid should win um she should not lose the the title but if momo won I think I would have to eat crow on this one. I think that would be pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie. Even though, so. even bad. though it would be it would be bad, I would still love it because I think it would just be really cool. Even though it's a bad like in terms of like actual good wrestling, terrible decision, terrible title decision is to you know take the belt away from kid right now. But 
in terms of just like my enjoyment and my own personal just like fun in wrestling, I think it'd be really funny to see Momo with the high speed belt because it's like I don't know. It 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 feels like a mismatch. Like just looking like when you picture the belt, it doesn't look like it belongs on Momo. You know what I mean? Like it's mid card belt. <laughs> like it's never been treated as important. Apart from the time when like Natsuki Kaya was there and they kind of had no choice. But Alex, the thing is that you got a, you got like neither did the SWA belt. But Shuri is defending it top, like three from the bottom or three three from the top. Like she's like it's it's difficult. She's barely defending it. It is the okay. It is I agree. With the briefcase. It is forgettable. Like nobody even mentions the SWA belt most of the time. It's the briefcase. <laughs> Like, Man, every time you remind me that the briefcase exists, I get more upset. Because I just thought about it. Because I was thinking about it. I, was like, <laughs> I yeah. never forget about the fucking thing. Because <laughs> I was thinking, it's like, oh, well, you know, Azumi could probably take the SWA belt and, you know, like, do stuff with that. Like, that could be a really good, like, place for her is, like, with the SWA belt, maybe trying to elevate that. But I realized, oh, if she wins the SWA belt, she challenges Utami at fucking Ryugoku. So that ain't happening. I fucking hate it here. Man. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I gotcha. Um, Mom over high speed uh, champion. No, no. Yes. Not allowed. Um, but yeah. Anyway, the uh, the main event of the show was a blue goddess uh, tag match. It was Micah and Siri beating Mina Shirakawa and Tam Nakano. Um, if I'm reading this right, Micah pinned Tam with the Mishinoku driver. Based. Oh my god, Mike lose to Tam and fucking Edion or some shit, aren't they? Man, don't even bring that shit up! Uh, no, because why, why would they have her pin Tam if she's going to challenge for the white belt? And well, because she's challenging for the red belt. Yeah, she can, pin, she can challenge for both. Ta- Tam's tied up, bro. Like, she has enough fucking people. No, she doesn't. She doesn't have a challenger for Edion. I mean, she... Beat Unagi, who out like she lost to everybody in the fucking start in the GP, or the Utami. It felt like. Well, not really. She Konami. lost to Takumi, and they're not going to run back Takumi because she's not around. Um, she lost to Unagi. She lost to Konami. That's probably what they're running. I don't know. I'm in pain. It's definitely not Micah versus Tam because that's what I wanted. Um, and then I no longer wanted it when Micah got the red belt match, and now. I do not want it, and they're going to give it to me. So actually, yeah, that is, is going to be Micah versus Tam at some point in the next two months. So that's great. Sometimes. Um, I really don't like the, the post-tournament booking, though, when it's like that. It's like, oh, they beat them in the tournaments, and then they get a title match, and it's like, it's so predictable. It's so bad. Like, I get I why you would do it. I think it's I good. I think it's... I liked back in the day, and I know this is getting totally off topic. I liked back in the day when one maybe two people who beat the champion in the tournament there would be like a corkin and all of those matches would just happen you know because obviously the, the red belt would be like the red belt champion would lose at some would lose matches at some point so she would have a challenge at the corkin um the white belt would have a challenge at the corkin and then after that it was pretty much like okay the tournament no longer it matters yeah so we're good yeah um i, I liked that style of doing it um but you know you never really know with them. Any, they don't really need tournaments to justify like cha- title challenges, uh, because Bushiro doesn't do that anymore. <laughs> but they still do for whatever reason. 
Uh, I don't know. I just think it's very lazy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it feels like you put, like, a lot of people just in this state of kind of stasis almost for a little bit because it's like, okay, well, they can't really do much until the champion gets the win back. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, that was that show. That's pretty much it, I think. Wow, one hour on the dot. Yeah. We didn't bury stardom though this time, so I oh, think, we've I been burying it for the last five minutes. I don't think you've heard us. <laughs> no, like I mean, it, it wasn't a burial. It was just us going. This is a bit lazy, and uh, we would like something different. But like <laughs> last week was the burial. That was harsh. Um, yeah, we're trying to we're trying to come back from that. Uh, we're trying to find enjoyment in Stardom. I think Stardom's still a good company. I think they do some stupid ass shit. Um, but yeah. I I enjoy what they put out for the most part um i mean i enjoyed the the one show they got up i thought it was a fun time you know yeah it was nice just a nice little tour show this was good after like two it pay-per-views was, in a row yeah yeah that's what i was gonna say is that it felt because like i realized that i was taking so many fucking notes on this like on this gunmo show and i was like why am i why am i writing so much and i was like yeah. i'm just enjoying the show and like i i have like a lot of small things to say and like I, it doesn't have to be like like, these are all, like, small notes, you know, that's like, oh, fucking, uh, at one point, Saya wasn't posi- wasn't in position and got her ass fucking kicked. Like, it was great. Like, during the tournament and during the, you know, pay-per-views, you can't really, like, get into the nuances of certain things. And I enjoy getting into nuances of certain things. So I enjoyed watching the this uh, tour show. It, it's, it was nice. It was a nice change of pace, but we're back into a tournament and we're back to a, a fucking <laughs> a pay-per-view in, oh, no, that's in two weeks. So yeah, we have a while, but still, that's only two weeks. <laughs> so uh, all gas, you know, no breaks. Actually, I think, I, think I, I, I should give credit to Stardom. They have given the talent a break recently. Um, you know, obviously they rotated the rosters for like the, the second half of the GP and they've only had three shows this month maybe five at this stage I can't, I can't remember time is time is an illusion um but i mean they've they've really like they're not balls to the wall anymore like i think it's it's good that um the roster is getting a chance to at least rest and i think it's definitely showing in their performance there's a lot more energy to a lot of people they're a lot more spry than they used to be um and you know it's good it's you know they're they're drawing decently at a lot of these venues, so I don't see a need to constantly be on the road. I mean, if you're gonna do 600 at Cork, and you might as well just like run Cork, and you know, instead of three shows in Aichi or wherever, you know. Um, but yeah, I definitely think they deserve some just some praise for for you know having that like really tough stretch in the GP, and then giving people a bit of a break. I mean, they have you know, there's no shows this weekend at all. Um, so I mean, they all have a you know, a week or two off, I guess. And that's just really good. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it's it's nice that they're kind of having an off period, um, though it also does present the issue of like, okay, uh, like once we get back on, how are they going to deal with it? Because like they have 1,700 pay-per-views next month. You know what I mean? And the, the following, like what, they have four pay-per-views in the next two months? Like that's a lot. Uh so it's it's kind of worrying how they flow going into Ryugoku and going into the end of the year because you know without Julia without you know like there are people missing there it's it's 
a messy situation and they aren't necessarily doing the greatest things booking wise. So I'm hoping that they're going to be able to like salvage things to make the Ryugoku show as good as it possibly can be and not keep stumbling their ways around things with, you know, less than sour booking and, you know, overworking the talent. Obviously they're doing a good job at, like you just said um, lately, but it's going to, the other shoe is going to drop, drop pretty soon. So I'm, I'm concerned about what they're going to do there. Um, can only hope for the best, though. So, you know. Yeah, I don't know if we've mentioned it really that much, but I don't know what they're going to do between Edeon and Ryogoku, because Edeon is on the 18th, and Ryogoku is the 29th. Like, how are you going to build stuff between them without Edeon feeling like a lesser show? Because, I mean, you're running Edeon, you want it to feel like a pay-per-view. But if Edeon is going to be to set up stuff for Ryogoku, then... It is going to feel know, lesser, the, you know? Yeah, because I'm thinking about it. I don't, I haven't seen the schedule. I don't know what it is, but they're probably going to do a Corkin on Christmas Eve. Oh. They, they've announced it already. Stardom yeah. year-end climax is uh, Christmas Day. Oh, Christmas Day, so the 25th. Um, yeah, so I don't I don't know, because uh, that's a lot to build on the 25th. Um, if they don't, if they make the 18th feel special. So yeah, it's they're, I'm worried they're boxing themselves in with a lot of these things. Um, similar to like the Momo booking, I felt like they were boxing themselves in with her not being able to challenge for the white belt. So we're at the point that she's challenging for the high speed belt. Like there are certain small things that's like you really shouldn't be doing this because it's going to negatively affect you overall. But I don't know. It's 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 gotta hope for the best here. Yeah, that's I why mean, I keep telling be... myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, they should be fine, you know what I mean? Like, they, they set stuff up, but I'm just not sure how you make it exciting and good, you know, for both of those shows. Because you do have to bring your A game to the Edeon Arena, and you do have to bring your S game to fucking Ryogoku, you know what I mean? Like, Ryogoku has to be the show. Um, I just don't know how you, you book things and keep it exciting where both of them feel well-built and important. Um you know, I don't know, maybe maybe we'll see some surprise visitors again um, for a big show or m- maybe they will just do what they do and you know try. Does Momo get her win back against Nanai? Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z You can't even do that actually, Nanai is, Nanai is out for two months, isn't she? Shit, damn Seedling's yeah. taking blows, I haven't even been paying enough attention Oh yeah, so basically uh, her and Hiroyo uh, they're the tag champs and yeah. so Nanai was like, so I have to get like this, this screw in my knee taken out like I'm going to be gone for two months but we're not vacating the belts so nobody's getting our belts. <laughs> this is um, my company, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so they're doing like a tag tournament and then I think on like December 23rd she comes back um, and so does Ryo Mizunami actually to, to Seedling so I think Nanai and Julia? pulling the same shit that's crazy yeah it's great so i mean you know may- maybe nanai will be on the rear goku show but uh she definitely won't be there for edion anyway because she she's oh, yeah. she will not be back until the 23rd i, I, I think i think edion anyway. is going to be a terrible show maybe not a terrible show but a nothing yeah. show i don't i don't see them going out at all for that one honestly like i i feel like that was just a quick cash type thing that they're gonna hope for the best um, like I keep saying, like they're just gonna, you know, probably like. See, the thing is, is that that would be a perfect opportunity for a tag tile match, but the tag tiles are vacant, are are not 
active until yeah. after. So like that's the type of issue that they run into with this type of situation. Um, because there's definitely not going to be a red belt match on the Edeon show. You know, what I mean, like that just can't happen. And if it does, it's oh, going to be very stupid. I don't know because they might do. Jeez, they might do like Konami and Utami on that one. Do you know, because Konami did beat Utami, and by their logic, she has to get that rematch. So you never know. Like Konami might challenge there. Um, although. Because Konami also has to challenge Siri now as well, like, so God knows where yeah, Konami, gonna Konami has a fucking buffet of titles to lose. <laughs> Title matches to lose. Yeah. So, you know, it'll come when it comes. Yeah. Actually, yeah, she can't challenge Utami, because if she's going to face Siri for the right to challenge, then she can't turn around and be like, oh, I want a red belt shot anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we won't get Konami and Utami. I, I fucking hate that fucking briefcase, I swear to God. I know, it's so <laughs> shit. It's the so worst stupid. thing they've done. I hope that, like, I, I know I say this, I'm sorry. They, I hope they never do it again, and if they do bring it back next year, I'm, I'm pretending it doesn't exist. It is the worst thing ever. It's like, it's terrible. you know, briefcases in wrestling need to just go away. The Money in the Bank briefcase, the New Japan briefcase, this briefcase, they're all bad. Just get rid See, of them. See, it was always, for New Japan, It. I know we're just talking shit at this point. If you guys are still here listening, I appreciate you, because we're just talking at this point. Like we're, we're, We'll close the show when we close the show. The thing with the New Japan briefcase was that it always was like a theoretical. They would be like, oh, like, well, you know, what if what if they lose the briefcase? It might, like, oh, that might put everything into doubt. Like, especially when it's like, oh, you know, Okada's challenging, uh, like, Tanahashi for the briefcase. It's like, oh, well, that, like, who knows? Maybe they put, could fucking put Okada back in the main event. That would make sense. Like, you know, you, they could do that. Um, until last year when they actually pulled the trigger and you're like, oh, this sucks. Like, that was, mm-hmm. that wasn't fun. Like, this is just, this is just stupid. This isn't, this isn't good at all. Like, why? And now that Stardom decides to do it the year after that happens, it's even worse because the briefcase was always kind of stupid, but it always felt like, uh, like just sort of like a means to an end. That was like, oh well, you know, like it, it just happens. You gotta, you know, gotta prove that you're that you can. You have to right your wrongs, blah blah blah. But like after you realize that, like, oh, you can lose the briefcase and it sucks. You just know that the briefcase is fucking meaningless and should not exist anymore. You know, what I mean, I don't know if I'm just way too into New Japan lore, but I just that was when I was like, damn, this this does this is ass. Like this is terrible. <laughs> So, well, yeah. to be fair, New Japan destroyed the concept by having Ibushi lose the briefcase, but still leave Wrestle Kingdom yeah. with the belt. It was essentially That's telling it. you that none of this shit matters, um, which is the worst thing you can do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it, it, if it, you can only change it if it's like well built, but even then, it's very difficult to build to something like that properly without it feeling underwhelming. Yeah. I mean, like it, See, it's a I... thing to book with, and that's why you shouldn't do it because <laughs> it always ends up like... bad. If Utami, like, I don't know what sort of situation you can even build it as, but, like, if somebody, if Jungle, like, theoretically, if Jungle had won this year's five-star and Utami had beaten her 17 million times in the past three years, and Utami's like, you're not, like, I'm, like, and Utami challenged for it, and that was, like, I think that would be a well-built briefcase match. But just the existence of a briefcase just to exist and Azumi challenging for the briefcase, like, I love Azumi to death, but she should not be challenging for the briefcase. That's just stupid. You know what I mean? Like it, it, And it makes the SWA belt look really bad. It means very little to anybody watching, because you already know what the main event of Ryogoku is. Like, it's it's just not a good... It It's worst-case scenario for 
the timing of when they decide, you know what, we're going to do briefcase now. Because even last year, I thought that, you know, them holding off on uh, the, uh, what match was it that they held off on? On the Utami Mayu match. Yeah, yeah, the fact that they held off on it and, like, like Utami was sort of just lurking um, while Mayu faced Takumi and Mayu faced Shuri. Like, I thought that was fine. Like, I did not have a problem with that. Obviously, she didn't defend her right to the challenge, but, like, just... Like that sort of like waiting and like that time period where it's like, okay, well, this match is going to happen. So yeah, we're kind of, we kind of know that she's not going to lose the belt, but I felt like that was a lot more organic than it is this year. Um, and overall, I just think that the briefcase mixed with the build to every, it, it was, it's just a really, all things are just adding up to be really shit for this whole right to challenge bullshit. Yeah. You know what would have been great? Okay. It- <laughs> I know we've already kind of... I know it's going to sound biased. Takumi should have won the GP and had the briefcase. And you could have had everybody go, we are not letting this outsider challenge for our belt. And also, you could have built to a big, big rematch between Suri and uh, Takumi at maybe the Edeon show. And then Suri just wins on that last day to get her match with Utami. That's much better. Like You get the same end goal... But I think everything's a lot more interesting because with Takumi in play, it's like, oh, well, maybe Utami will lose the belt and her and Suri will do something else. Or, oh, shit, like, maybe Takumi's going to actually win the belt. And it's just, it would have, I just, I feel like that would have been so much more interesting if she had won the, the, the five-star and had the briefcase and then you could have had all of the starter wrestlers be like, okay, we're not, you know, you're not from here. We're not letting you take this belt to Marvelous. And, you know, Suri could have been her last big match after the draw in, in the GP. And I think you would have had, you know, a, a much better end result there than what we have here. Honestly, yeah, I think, like, having, like, a Kojima-style uh, roster riot would be incredible. Like, with, with the mm-hmm. Takumi thing, I think that could have been... And I felt this when it happened. I was like, oh, well, Takumi should have won if this was where we were going. If Takumi's just going to challenge Utami anyway, then, like, what's the... Like, why are we... Why didn't she win and then lose the right? Or win and then just challenge, like, five-star challenge a couple... Like, there was so many better ways to go about it. And I think you named one of them, and I think there was at least six more. Um, mm-hmm. And it's it's very frustrating because like that sounds like a perfect story, and it sounds like a good reason why you defend the the right to challenge is that it's like oh well you know not that Rossi like doesn't want Takumi to to fucking challenge Utami, but like the idea that it's like oh well you know a lot of people are upset that you have the briefcase and they feel like they have a better chance of you know they have a good chance of beating you and proving that you should not challenge for their belt. I think that like that they built it so that if it's supposed to be inherent, that feeling of like, of like, Oh, well I have a stake to this claim, but that feeling isn't inherent at all because it just came up one day and it just came up randomly this year. That's like, Oh, well, you know, I beat you. So that means that I am entitled to this, this and this. It's like, since when, like, when did that start this year? And why does it happen? No fucking clue. Just because new Japan also does it like it. That's very, it's hot shotted and it's not very interesting. And they could have done things that were a lot more interesting and had the same end goal. Like you just said, and it is quite frustrating that they just had to, they had to have that stare off at the end of every show with Shuri just staring at Utami. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen until fucking Ryo Goku happens. That at the end of every show, Shuri's going to have a stare down with Utami. Doesn't matter who the fuck's challenging who. 
that's just going to be every single show until Ryogoku when hopefully Shuri wins the belt. And it's kind of makes it feel a bit deflated. Um, and we're still a few months out. So uh, there's reason to be concerned. You know what as well? I'm not sure Utami's losing to Siri. I am genuinely unsure. I, don't, I, I genuinely don't think it's happening. Part of me is very worried that Utami retains at Ryogoku. Yeah. Because yeah, we haven't even talked about that part. The way they're presenting her, the way that they're presenting her is very much, she is the one, you know? I would I would say I would make an Okada comparison, because that's just the easiest way to put it, because Okada was yeah. the guy. When they I mean, they do have the same guy, fucking jacket. <laughs> yeah, when they decided he was the dude, he was the dude, you know what I mean? Like, he was he was very much presented as the, yeah. the you know, center of this wrestling universe. And they've kind of presented Itami in the same way, where if she were to beat Siri, I wouldn't be surprised, because she could, you know, have other defenses then and drop it. Yeah, you know, maybe a big show in February or March to to Julia, but you would have her and overcome is, her big rival already. You she know, is already Siri. talking about that fourteen mark with EO mm-hmm. and how she wants to, you know, over. She wants to claim that, and you know, that's sort of a very common thing with modern, like with uh, I don't want to say revamped, but like you know, reinvigorated companies. They don't want the longest reign champion or the you know most winningest champion to stay the most winningest champion after they had already left um and it's already been a few years they kind of want to make a new star by you know breaking those records you see that a lot in you know wwe especially where it's like you know as soon as cm punk left they made sure that somebody held the belt for longer than 434 days you know like it was it's that type of shit so and i'm sure there's no ill will between eo and rossi or eo and bushi road or whatever but you could definitely see them wanting their girl, Utami, having that record right now. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that she's already bringing it up does put into play that it's very possible. You know, I mean, it's always been possible, but it makes it even more possible because it's like, like, I, I think I texted you this. It's like, you know, she has three title, three confirmed title defenses in the next couple months. That makes what she has her she's on what her 10th or 11th so that would be 10 yes that 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 makes her 10th four more you know like i mean momo can get another shot and lose like like it's it's there you know jumbo konami like there are wrestlers who definitely could pad out the rain um and Mm -hmm. i mean we haven't even talked about more outsiders like because like i said i mean it was a joke but they could bring in the nai at any time if they really wanted to have that deal continue mm-hmm. like they probably wouldn't but they could you know, like it's there's a lot more that she could do it's a matter of should she do it i don't think so most people don't think so in fact most people would be kind of upset if if she did retain against sherry but it's always got to be in the back of your head that's very very mm-hmm. very possible that they just give utami that 14 or at least close to that 14 um sometime next year especially with julia and play you know what i mean like exactly. i felt for the longest time that julia was the next world champion and siri kind of wormed her way in there and made me think oh maybe siri will get it but maybe julia is just the next champion maybe they have julia beat you know maybe they do Budokan again next march and that is julia versus utami and uh, you know a year after getting her head shaved julia wins the belt in that same venue you know like that's a very real 
possibility. Like, I don't know if they're going to run Budokan again. Um, they're running Sumo Hall, so I don't see why not. Um, and so it's it's like, genuinely, it's like, I, I could see Utami not dropping it to Siri. And I mean, maybe this whole rivalry was just fell into their lap and they decided to run with it. And, you know, Julia is still their next champion. Like, I don't know. You know, it's it's definitely just, I think we're all like, oh, you know, December is the end of it. Siri will be the new champion. We can all turn over a new leaf, but it's like maybe not. Like maybe Utami just retains and beats her big rival and is undisputedly the guy of stardom. You know, I, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibilities anyway. Yeah. I mean, how long would it take her? I know it's like a very random question. How long would it take her to become the longest reigning Red Belt champion? Because like she's well over a year now. And, you know, she has at least two more months, if not five or six, like, you know, a year and six months, seven months. That's a long ass time as champion, uh, you um, know, like it's so Nanai had six. Oh, yeah, Nanai. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, she, she <laughs> might a fucking up, monster. She might equal one of EO's reigns, though, because EO had one that was 468. And I, she might surpass that, maybe. Yeah, or my most of it, she would be like top four of all time. She's currently the fifth longest reigning of all time, anyway. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I don't know, man. It's 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 wild because like I don't know how I would feel if Utami won that match in Ryugoku. You know what I mean? Like, how would because like those live shows really hit different with just like the reaction mm-hmm. to the finishes, um, and that could be a very hard finish you know what i mean it's that's yeah. like well utami just won uh you know sorry like i don't know that it, it feels like that could be a lot to deal with uh yeah. and also but then again shuri has already has a bunch of belts anyway so it's like she like she still has shit to do afterwards it's not like she just yeah. goes into obscurity like she still has a tag belts probably she still has the swa belt because she is going to hold the swa belt until then because if she doesn't, she doesn't challenge. Like, the SW belt is tied together with the fucking right to challenge. So, mm-hmm. like, she has shit to do afterwards. And, wh- like, where does that lead? Shit, this has become way more, like, realistic of a, of a thing, is that Utami just wins. Um, mm. Because I'm, there are <laughs> many reasons. Yeah, there are many reasons why she should, maybe not should, but why she very well could just win, you know, simply. And that's interesting but it's also worrying um and i love i love utami to death but like it's it's i don't know i don't know how i feel about that um you said that you're worried about you know getting uh getting over utami by the time that the match takes place and i definitely think if she holds it any longer than past that match i will also have an issue um of Mm. when will i start getting tired of this woman because i don't know it's it's a hard it's hard to to walk out of that match as the champion for Utami and have it just keep going like nothing changed you know what i mean cuz that's going to be yeah. a really big match and it's going to be a really big deal to everybody pretty much i don't know um but i suppose we can um we will look at that a bit maybe a bit more closer to the the actual show because i mean we have no read on what the the proper story is going into this last match you know between the two of them Um, it could be hazuki versus azumi you never know maybe you never know 
Um, yeah, maybe closer to the day we'll have a better read on it. But I just think that entered my mind there during the week because I was like, we're so certain Siri is winning when it's like, maybe she just doesn't, you know? Um, but look, that's that's a story for another day. Um, yeah. You should probably close it down. Yes, I should, yeah. We've been rambling. So um, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Show. It's fun to go twice as hard as everyone else this time of year. That's why Dunkin' doesn't stop at just one signature holiday latte. So, they made two. Both handcrafted with rich espresso and topped with whipped cream. The holiday classic Peppermint Mocha features notes of mocha and cooling peppermint. While the toasted white chocolate is complete with creamy white chocolate flavor and cinnamon sugar dustings. They'll help you show the holidays a thing or two. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.